Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. Well, congratulations, Heard That Vans. If you had a team that was in the wild card football games this past weekend, congratulations even more if your team made it to the next round. Uh, well, we're going to dive right into these games because I tell you what, we were all we were all so blessed. Let's just call it like it is. We were all so blessed to see these games, whether your team was in it, your team was in it and they lost, your team was in it and they won, or your team wasn't even a afterthought. The winning prize that they got is to be in the draft that's coming up in the next several months. All of us as football fans, we won. And to see the interaction of every single fan that, that I know, that I didn't know, uh, respond, you know, famous folk, common folk like us, all the common bond was these games that were being showcased this weekend. And they were, they did not disappoint. They did not disappoint. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, after this, we're going to talk about a player in the NBA that I'm defending that starting off his career hot that I think that is not only going to win rookie of the year, I think that he's going to win a an NBA title before his brother. So we'll dive right into that and a couple other things before the podcast show ends today. But what a game in Buffalo this past weekend, uh, the Colts and the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Phillip Rivers, given everything that they had, left it all on the turf. 27-24 was the final score. Buffalo moves on, came down to a Hail Mary pass that Phillip Rivers threw and Micah Hyde batted it down, and that game was over. First time in 25 years that the Buffalo Bills move on in into the, the, the NFL postseason, and they'll go into the division round. This, this was everything. And they play the Ravens, which that, that game right there is going to be absolutely phenomenal, and I'll tell you why in a moment. 
this game was absolutely phenomenal for several reasons. And I was a little concerned for Josh Allen because we saw the the talent that he had with his arm strength. We saw the mobility, and it kind of got stifled in the first quarter and a, and a majority of the second. Uh, we did see him start to wake up and start utilizing his legs, start making those complete passes they did, and then finding his main man, Stephon Diggs, which that duo right there is going to be something absolutely special. I think that they are going to do a lot for this Bills organization, and it, it, they they are the new the new fresh duo, which I'm curious to see how they're going to do uh, against the Ravens next weekend. But he did connect with him for for uh, a score and for I believe he got 128 yards and he scored that one touchdown that he received and it was just so good the mutual respect of you got an up and coming star and then you have Philip Rivers who was 39 years of age I, I I hope that he comes back for another year I just don't think that he's going to you know ride off into the sunset I saw a lot of comments and a lot of positivity from fans of the Colts and those that were just admirers and fans of Philip Rivers and the common tweets that was out there in a common post that was out there is that we want, you know, Philip Rivers one more year, one more year. I don't think that that chapter is done. He didn't do that bad himself. 27 to 46, 309 in two touchdowns. He did connect with Jonathan Taylor, who is just absolutely outstanding. And if you don't know about Jonathan Taylor, and I had to school a couple of people on Twitter about Jonathan Taylor, he, he was absolutely phenomenal at Wisconsin. And I know there's, you know, not people that are all in the big 10, you know, they got ACC and SEC. Majority of the people that follow me are those, are those fans. Uh, I got, a, you know, a few that are a Big Ten, but Wisconsin had him, and he was just an absolute stud for them. And he was really good uh, during the game for Indianapolis. 21 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. And then you got a receiving yards with Michael Pittman Jr., five, uh, five receptions and 90 yards. Th- this game did not disappoint to me. Unfortunately, you know, uh, the, the Colts fell short. And now Buffalo goes on to play the Red Hot Ravens. That is going to be a good game. You've got two young quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, both that can move, can move in the pocket, can run, can throw. That, that's going to be really good. Definitely, I believe that's going to be a close game uh, than the experts think. I, I think the, the line for that is uh, Buffalo's favorite two and a half. It's going to be... Absolutely outstanding. A who? It's it's going to be basically the battle of the offense. I think, uh, you know, Lamar leading his team, Josh leading his team of offense, and who's going to outwit the other in this game uh, with Allen and, and Philip Rivers, Colton, Bills. You didn't see any of. I believe none of the quarterbacks threw an uh, interception. So I don't expect it in this game. I expect the game to be a little bit closer. I think the Bills may take this one uh, just for the sheer fact that. Uh, the momentum, momentum is on both of their sides. It may come down to a field goal. I think it will. Uh, so we, sh- we shall see. I mean, that one's going to be just absolutely amazing. And then the one that did disappoint me was the Seahawks. I picked them to beat, to beat the Rams. Not by much. I had them by seven. Just an absolute disappointed performance out of Russell Wilson. Uh, 11-27, 174. He did have a couple of touchdowns, had a costly interception, though. Uh, John Walford started out the game because Jared Goff was on the sidelines. He did have to have surgery on that thumb, and 
Uh, was starting to feel somewhat a little bit better. I believe that media report said that Jared Goff's thumb was about 85, 85, 90% ish. But John Walford did start off the game, did start off pretty hot until he got, um, I believe it was a helmet to helmet hit uh, that took him out of the game. He did have to go to the hospital, get checked out. And thank God that he did come back and, and was able to be on the sidelines and watch. That's when Jared Goff came in. Um, this was a, a confusing game at, at, at best because. Some of the uncharacteristic plays from, from, from Russell Wilson, I, I didn't understand that it wasn't him, uh, you know, where he was able to scramble in the pocket, where they were able to, uh, to find one of his receivers open. Um, Metcalf did get a little frustrated, and the media, the, the announcers kept talking about, you know, how he got upset through his helmet and was upset on the sidelines. And, yes, I mean, young – you know, full of energy. He wants to get that ball. He wants to get involved. He wants to help his team win. You know, and some of his teammates had to tell him to calm down. And, you know, throughout time, this isn't going to be the last time that the Seahawks are going to be in this position where they're going to be in the, the playoffs. But he didn't connect a lot to his guy, which which was surprising to me uh, when they needed him to too. So uh, he all, I think Metcalf had a couple of touchdowns about, you know, shy of a hundred, hundred yards. He, he received the ball five times. Jared Goff was nine and 19, uh, 155 yards, one touchdown, not a lot of finesse and uh, big numbers from neither one of these quarterbacks, which we normally see um, often, which, which again, surprising low, low numbers. I don't know if it was the cold. I don't know if it, you know, some of these plays kind of like stifle their their minds or whatnot, but it, it, and at the end of the day, the Rams did it with a thirty to twenty score. Uh, it, I mean, it just uncharacteristic throws, uncharacteristic uh, plays. He did Russell Wilson did get sacked a number amount a number amount of times. The 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 Rams, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. I mean, I mean, if you have him on your team and he's he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to frustrate the quarterback. That did it. That is his, that's his job. He's, he's going to, he's going to make it happen. And he definitely did uh, along with the rest of the crew. So uh, we'll still see what happens. I know that both of the teams kind of had it uh, depleted um, in the wide receiver area, as well as I know Jamal Adams uh, was uh, playing uh, safety. Jamal Adams was playing with a sore shoulder uh, Cooper Cup kind of limped off with uh, a, a right knee. I saw him uh, limp off of there too. So uh, we shall see on on how the Rams are going to do next weekend when they take on the almighty Aaron Rodgers squad, a.k.a. the Green Bay Packers, at home in the cold. I'm sure there's going to be snow in the frozen tundra. Who knows what the weather report's going to be. But I don't see the Rams escaping out of this at all with a win. I don't even see it being close. I, I give it at least a 10-point win to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be absolutely phenomenal. He's going to do what he does normally. He's a wizard. Who knows? You know, he's going to connect to his guy. He's going to run in for, for touchdowns. Who knows what's going to happen with that? So they're going to outscore them. It, it So hopefully the Rams enjoyed this little win that they had, but I don't see anything else coming from that. Just did to be done with it. Tom Brady does it again. Tom Brady, 43 years young, uh, had a uh, beat the, the Washington football team 31 to 23. Now, 
Tom Brady's not the star of this, was not the star of this game to me. Either was Gronk, either was Evans, any other player that you could think of. Heineke was the name of, of this. And everybody was like Googling this guy going, who, who, Taylor Heineke, who, who is this guy? From Old Dominion, all Old Dominion folks, all Old Dominion alumni, they are familiar with Taylor Heineke, 6'1", 210 pounds, quarterback. Um, he was great. He was absolutely great. He uh, played instead of, uh, instead, I'm going blank on I'm here. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but he, he played phenomenal to me. And I don't know what the, what the future holds for him. If he's going to stay on it, Alex Smith. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Y'all Alex Smith is, it was, uh, inactive for the game, still dealing with that quad or, or calf injury. So Taylor uh, Heineke was in for the game. Just, just great. I mean, his stats, 26 of 44, 306, one touchdown, uh, one interception to going against the GOAT. Uh, I mean, he got, he got hit real hard and had to step out of the game, and I believe they had to have a, uh, the, his backup come in for a little bit. But then just like a champ, just came back out there and, and, and finished the game. And kudos to him. Like, I... <sighs> This game, when you saw when you look when you saw the report, and you saw Taylor Heineke was going to start this game. I, I'm, let me speak for myself. I don't know about you all. Maybe you thought that they were going to keep it close. This score was going to be close. I did not think that the score was going to be close. I had to I had to look him up. I had to check out his stats. I had to see what he was all about. Uh, he was really good at Old Dominion. Won several awards at Old Dominion. Um, and it proved so. Like he went out there with we he went out there and played like he had nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. And for the game to be as close as it was 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 absolutely astounding to me. Um what the what Ron Rivera and the Washington football team, I don't know what they're gonna do with this guy. I don't know if he's gonna be their starter next year. I don't even know if Alex Smith, who again, and I said it on previous episodes. He is my comeback player of the year for the story that, you know, that, that horrific leg injury and then the, the recovery process and the surgeries that he had to have, the rehab, the intense rehab that he had to have to step back onto the turf and, and make and play and be a starter in several games, comeback player of the year. I don't know what, what his, his future is going to look like. But if they go with Taylor Heineke for next season to be their starter, to be their guy, I don't know. I want to see more of them. I mean, this was the only game that I got to see. I don't know about other people that I, that we got to see him showcase his talent. He was absolutely the real deal to me. And I, I, I just want to see more. I, I absolutely want to see more of what this, this young man can do, how he can lead this team. Um, and, and the future looks bright for him, whether he stays on the Washington football team or he starts for another team, because there's going to be some openings for quarterbacks when it all is said and done on certain teams. If they don't go, uh, and get draft or draft a quarterback, or if they don't go and get one during the trade, Washington should keep this gem. I just, I just want to say they need to keep him and see what he can bring to the table in my opinion. But Again, the GOAT does it again. Tom Brady, 22 of 44, 381, two touchdowns, was absolutely good in this game. 
uh, connected with Leonard Fournette, who had 93 yards and one touchdown. And again, he connected with Mike Evans, who was hampering uh, leg injuries himself, but he was out there like a warrior. Uh, as always, 119 yards that he picked up. So now we get to the game of next week where the Buccaneers are going to meet the Saints uh, that, that finished off the Bears. Drew Brees and company finished off the Bears 21-9. So we'll see another Brees, Brady. I don't know if this is part three, part four, part two, but I'm looking forward to this game as well. It will be in New Orleans. Uh, this matchup of two legends, two 40-something-year-olds going at it, leading their teams. Should be an amazing, fun game to watch. Uh, Chicago, again, dealing with disappointment. Drew Brees, I mean, I love, let's just talk about him real quick. 28-39, 265, had two touchdowns. I mean, 41 years young. Media reports are saying this could be his last hurrah. He's going out with a bang. Let him make that decision. Let him assess that. I mean, the injuries that he suffered, I think, a couple of weeks ago, broken ribs and everything is still being out there like a champ. And everybody knew when he went off the sideline and couldn't finish the game and and it was in pain. And I'm, I know that he's endured some injuries that, you, you I mean, are undescribable, just absolutely unbelievable. But when he went off the sideline like that, I mean, you just knew uh, that there was something wrong. And Taysom Hill has done brilliant stepping in for him for the past several games. But 41 years old, will be 42 later on this year. Uh, it, we should see. We shall see. Again, I, I just, I, I, I would love, I would like him to come back for another year. But, you know, he has to listen to, you know, talk to his family, talk uh, you know, check his body and, you know, make sure everything's good and everything else, but he has nothing else to prove, um, uh, at all. Oh, wait, I made the mistake on that. He did. It was his 42nd birthday. So you got a 42 year old and a 43 year old that's going to go and, and battle out next weekend. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Chicago bears. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, the fans know it from the post that I saw. I believe, no, I know that they're beyond frustrated at the quarterback situation. Uh, you got Nick Foles that was starting off, you know, but unfortunately he got hurt, um, then came back, didn't play fairly well. Then they brought in Mitchell Trubisky. And it was an interesting thing that they put up on ESPN before the game started. I think it was ESPN or uh uh, NBC, one of the games that uh, one of the channels that had him on, add a, a little graph up there about which Mitchell, which Mitch will show up, and that's what it was in this game. Which Mitch would show up? Would it be the Mitchell Trubisky that we saw come back and beat the brakes off of my Detroit Lions and look like he was red hot? Will be the Mitchell Trubisky that we saw in several games this season that was absolutely ice cold. And every throw that he he every every ball that he threw, it either was intercepted or it was incomplete. Which which guy did we show up? And obviously we got our answer watching this game. It, it was just absolutely horrendous. He did get a touchdown in the process, but uh, 199 yards. He was 19 of 29. 
I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. Do you keep Nick Foles? Do you move on from Nick Foles? The, the, the fans are screaming, do you need to move on from Mitchell Trubisky? I, I agree with that. It, it's time. It's time. Uh, Nickelodeon had the game on, on, on their network, and, and it was fun. It was cute what they did, and you tried to be creative and get families involved and the kids and, and everybody, and then parents that were watching with their kids. It, it, it was fun. And then at the end, they had the MVP award, uh, Nickelodeon Valuable Player, and it ended up going to Mitchell Trubisky because it was a fan vote. And, you know, social media had a good time with that one, uh, saying that that's basically going to be his only award that he will ever win in the National Football League. So, but what 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 else can this this organization do? They need to fix the quarterback problem. And, and what other what options do they have? What options are, are, are going to be uh, for for the Bears? So. I, that, that's a that's a question to to the powers that be whether they get somebody that's already been seasoned or um, they you know look in the draft and see what they they can have or you know go with uh, who they have down the road. I mean I don't know. Uh, during the game, Anthony Miller was ejected for shoving uh, the defensive back C.J. Gardner Johnson, um, and they were both flagged and they did get chippy. Uh, around that time, too, uh, Bears receiver Javon Wims was ejected and suspended two games for punching uh, Gardner Johnson, if you remember that, uh, during the regular season. So uh, just it did get a little chippy, it did get a little frustrating on the on the Bears side. You could see it throughout the game, uh, especially more so in the second half because the plays were not being connected and being done. And um, just, you know, the Saints and the Saints started off slow as well. Like both of these teams started off slow just the better team, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, they move on, they win, and they will play the Buccaneers, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers next weekend. Um, the Ravens-Titans game, that was another good one. Ravens won 20 to 13. Uh, this, again, was down to the wire. Lamar Jackson doing what Lamar Jackson does, and he just can run with those legs and make plays when he needed to be. These This game uh, started off just a little slow as well, but all in all, he made the he made the key plays in the fourth quarter, and the unfortunate, costly turnover that Ryan Tannehill had um, basically was was game for them. And it looked like that Tennessee was going to run away with this, and I thought they were because Tennessee could for a while could not miss uh, Tannehill. It was eighteen and twenty six, one sixty five, one touchdown. Uh, Derek Henry was only held to 18 carries and 40 yards. He didn't score a touchdown. We didn't see the 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 human brick wall, as I call him, the, the brother stiff arm uh, to the face. We didn't see a whole lot of that from him because the Ravens uh, the Ravens defense did a good job stifling him for uh, the most part in the second half. And it, it this was this was a game that that had some question marks. I didn't know if I made the right decision because I did choose in my little pool that I have. Uh, I did choose the Ravens to do that. So they came through. They win twenty to thirteen. Um, just this this like I said, this game that is going to be so interesting, and I'm all for it uh, with the Bills and Ravens. And again, I'm picking the Bills slightly. Uh, slightly to win this one. This is going to be a really good game of which quarterback is going to be able to use uh, their legs, their arm strength, and it's going to be the battle of the offense line. 
And then, of course, of course, ending the night of wildcard games on the best note possible, it was the Browns and Steelers. This game, every expert, every single expert on shows that I watch, on Fox Sports, on ESPN, on online, on, on Twitter, pick the Steelers and win this game. I picked the Steelers and win this game too. If you listen to a few episodes back, I had a guest on my show, Jaron Mack, who is a huge Steelers fan. And we were talking about how far that the Steelers would go. And I thought at least a couple of rounds uh, to get to this point. And then I didn't think that they would, I believe I, th- I thought they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. He was kind of, you know, iffy on it, but I, you know, who, knew at this moment in time where they would be so depleted on defense as they were because they lost several key pieces. But this game did not disappoint. The Browns owned this game from beginning to end. And if you thought, if you thought, I'm not talking about the dog pound because there's some doggone dedicated fans. Take them out of the equation for a minute. If you thought that the Browns was going to own the Steelers from beginning to end, Prove yourself, because I need to know. I need to know. I did not know that this was going to be so one-sided like this. Now, the unfortunate thing is Jack Conklin, uh, that huge role for the offense, he ended up getting hurt and then not coming back in the game, I believe, in the second half. But the Browns, 14 seconds into the game, Steelers had the ball first, snapped the ball, bad snap. And then what happens? The Browns score. 14 seconds in the game. Now, if you remember, football fans heard that nation, what other game, what important game in the postseason had a bad snap and then it went downhill from there? That was the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos versus the Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 48. Bad snap that happened to Denver, and then they just could not recover from there. And I saw shades of that happening when that bad snap happened and the Browns took it in and they just could not be stopped. Score after score after score after score. And then finally the Steelers got on board uh, with, with the first half. I believe they had 10 points in the first half. So I think it was like 35 to 10 before halftime. This, 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 this stat of Ben Roethlisberger just, just blows me away. And I think it's more so because in the second half, he he started to play amazing. But this man threw for 501 yards. And I'm trying to rack my brain around how in the world did he throw for 501 yards? 47 of 68, four touchdowns. But unfortunately, in the first quarter, he fell victim to three interceptions. Ended up with four because he had one more in the second half but 501 yards. I'm trying to figure out where did he throw them from. And yes, I did rewatch the game. It's still circling my head like, what? how in the world? How in the world did he throw for 501 yards? James Conner did his part as a running back. 11 carries, 37 yards, one touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, spotty at times, but he did get 157 yards in. He did get one touchdown. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 21 to 34, 263, three touchdowns. The law offices of Nick Chubb and Jar- Jarvis Landry, amazing. And, and, and Alvin Kamara. Like, I, those three guys, 
alone were just absolutely phenomenal. Landry, when he when he was open, when he's available, he made a key touchdown. Uh, he did have 92 yards, five receiving. Nick Chubb just absolutely stiff-armed the defender at times. He He's fun to watch. He's absolutely fun to watch. Um, I don't know about you that, that's listening right now on this podcast, but you got to believe the Browns. No Kevin Stefanski. He had to have his, his assistant coach step in for him because Kevin Stefanski, unfortunately, tested positive for COVID. Uh, special teams coordinator, Mike uh, um, Freefer, hopefully I'm saying his name right, he had to step in and, and, and be the head coach of that, that team and did a phenomenal job. Kevin Stefanski, no phone, no contact with the team in his base and quarantined away from his family. All he could do was just sit there and watch. And just to think in his mind and, and to imagine while he was watching this, he had to know, he had to know that his team was going to come through. He had to know that they were going to do what they needed to do to win this game. And they did. They, they absolutely did. Even though that the Steelers came back and was making key plays and we saw shades of Big Ben and what he can do with that arm and what he can do when he makes the key plays at the right time. But the Browns defense, my goodness, they just stifled the offense and just, and just so many interceptions, unfortunately, which is uncharacteristic of, of Big Ben. They played out of their mind, more so than, than uh, the few times that I did get to watch them this season. They just played out of their mind. They wanted it. They wanted it more. They wanted it bad. They wanted to move on. And, and they do. They absolutely do. And it, it, it was so great. It was so great to see them and everybody that I, I, I talked to on social media, Browns fans, non-Browns fans, uh, football fans, they, they rallied around this game right here. And to end the, the wild card weekend with this game was absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Their next challenge is going to be the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, that whole entire amazing squad. I think this game is going to be closer as, as well, too. And I don't think that it's going to be one-sided. I don't think that they're going to run away with it. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go with my inner gut because the defense on the Kansas City Chiefs has been suspect and spotty at times. Yes, they have a phenomenal record. I believe they have two losses because the last game, um, Chad, uh, Chad, yeah, Chad stepped in and, and played, and um, they they lost that game. And the other was it the only other loss they had was against the the Raiders. But other than that, I, I I just think that this one is going to be closer than what people think. I think that Kansas City Chiefs do win this one, uh, ten points. Is 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 what I think. I know the line is also ten points too, so uh, we shall see about that one. But that one's going to be a great game to watch. So just to recap: Rams at Packers on Saturday, Ravens at Bills uh, on Saturday. Then Sunday we get to be treated to the Browns at Chiefs, and then end the night with Buccaneers and Saints. That's going to be an absolutely phenomenal division round weekend, and then it goes right into the conference uh, conference championships that next weekend. As I said. I want to just do some little bitty sports snack bits before I end this podcast This podcast today. And I'm going to defend this one person in the NBA 
that I said is going to be rookie of the year, that's LaMelo, that's LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, if you've been watching his career, if you've been seeing uh, what he has done overseas before coming back over here in the United States, getting drafted, youngest son of LaVar Ball, the youngest brother. Uh, I mean, everybody knows about Lonzo Ball and uh, his career path and everything else. This kid is absolutely outstanding. And, and I believe wholeheartedly he will get rookie of the year. I know it's early into the NBA season. And I think that he will get a, a NBA title before Lonzo. He'll win one. He may win a couple. Uh, I'm just absolutely impressed what this kid has already done at a young age. I think he's like 19, 19 years old already, the youngest to ever score a triple-double uh, in NBA history. It just it, it, It's outstanding what he can do with the ball. And I know that LeVar takes pride in all three of his sons and and what they can do and they could, you know, what he says and everybody thinks that LeVar is, you know, off his rocker and just a loud mouth and everything else. But you got to give this man credit when he says that his sons can do and play the game of basketball unlike no other. I'll give him credit for LaMelo. LaMelo is, is, is absolutely outstanding. I think they played the Atlanta Hawks the other night and they won 113 to 105. And he recorded a, a triple-double, youngest to do it. Just, just absolutely phenomenal of, of, of what, he, what he can do. Uh, 19 years, 140 days old. I just pulled up the stat. He is the youngest to, to ever pull a, record a triple-double. This, the, the, this kid is going to be absolutely outstanding, outstanding for the NBA. And he, I don't know what it, you know, with the Hornets, what, how they're going to do. I believe they're sitting at a four and five record or five and five, four and five record, whatever it is. Who knows where he's going to take the, uh, this team or if they're going to get some key pieces around him years to come. But he is going to be an outstanding force in the NBA. He's going to be rookie of the year. I'm already, I, I say, I'm sure you cannot change my mind for that unless, you know, something happens. God forbid he gets injured, which I hope he does not. But he is my rookie of the year. I mean, we saw Zion Williamson last year miss several games and then come back as if he didn't even miss a step. I know that, you know, he was being worked back into the rotation and coming off the bench. And you could see like the exhaustion because he was used to playing so many minutes on the floor and on the court. But LaMelo is something special ladies and gentlemen, it, it, definitely keep an eye on him. You know, if you got opinion and something, you know, someone else that you believe is going to be rookie of the year, you know, let me know. I heard that with Marisa.com. Whether or not, that is my pick, and that's who I'm going to stick with for sure. So the NBA season has been exciting, not so much for my Detroit Pistons because helped them, Jesus, to an eight record. I don't know. I don't know how long that my my squad is going to keep Dwayne Casey. Um our, our draft pick, and, and I'm trying to recall his name, unfortunately, he's out with a knee injury uh, for quite some time. You got uh, an older Blake Griffin, an older Derrick Rose that is doing their best at times to carry this team. But, I mean, who are we, who are we fooling? <laughs> who are we fooling? It... 
I, I don't, I don't, I, I just have question marks. I have more question marks when I see them played than I do have answers. And I, I don't know what direction that this organization is going to go in. I don't know how many more losses that, that we can take to, to make a move as far as a, a head coaching point. Um, I don't know if there's going to be trades that need to be made, if they're going to get rid of uh, Mason Plumley uh, to deal them and get some depth in, into, the, into our squad. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to definitely be on the lookout for that, and hopefully something happens and comes up. But 2-8 and eight is unacceptable. I was excited about this season. I'm still excited about this season for other teams because they're doing a whole heck of a lot better uh, than my squad is. So who knows as far as that. Stay tuned. And probably you will hear my rant about that. Uh, and it was done. some breaking news just came in. I got an alert. Uh, the Eagles were originally going to keep Doug Peterson, but now have decided to move on from him. This is breaking news coming out from ESPN's Dan Graziano has said that Doug Peterson has officially been fired as the uh, Philadelphia Eagles head coach after three seasons, leading them to a Super Bowl title. Um, more to come on that story. So they did not keep them as they said they were going to. And uh, despite finishing a 4-11-1 this past season, and despite them winning a Super Bowl title, they have moved on from Doug Peterson. So there is another job opening that is available now for the head coach. It looks like the GM is going to be staying. There's nothing, no word about the GM from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but now they have moved on from Doug Peterson. So we shall see what is going to be happening since there is a lot of interviews that are being taken place going on with the uh, need for head coaches. This one at Jacksonville Jaguars, my beloved Detroit Lions, uh, and other organizations that are needing some serious, the Atlanta Falcons, they're needing some Serious help in the, the head coaching spot as well as the GM spots on certain teams. So we'll she'll see what happens as far as that. But I do want to end today's podcast with a tribute to a, a beautiful family member that uh, we lost on Christmas Day, uh, night on Christmas Day. Uh, my beautiful cousin Katrina passed away on, on Christmas evening. She was full of laughter, full of light, uh, full of joy. She loved sports as much as I did, probably uh, slightly more at times when my teams would lose. Uh, she was a big Michigan State fan. Um, she loved to laugh, and her laugh was kind of deceptive in a way where it was joyous at one time when my team would be down and out the laugh would come back and, you know, she would always say, oh, cousin, it'd be okay. You know, it's just one game. It's, you know, it's just a championship game. It's this, it's that. And that laugh, oh, it was, it was something special. It was absolutely something special. I'm going to definitely miss her. Um, like I said, she was a Spartan fan. Uh, she loved Michigan State's basketball was her favorite thing. She did love the football, but Mich something about Michigan State basketball, she absolutely loved uh, the Spartans, and uh, she was a mother. Uh, she was a warrior. Uh, she, she she just loved, loved, loved her family, uh, and we're definitely, definitely gonna miss her. Love you, Trina B. 
And I know that you are smiling and watching down on your beautiful daughter, Belle, and she's going to do great things in her life. And we will make sure that we take care of her and guide her in the path in the way that she should go. So thank you so much for joining this podcast episode today. I appreciate every single one of you listeners as, as I always end the show, especially more so in the new year. So we can get back to things that, that we love, like traveling and seeing our families and visiting one another and going to sporting events and games. Take care. Stay safe. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast. On Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.